welcome to the podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to this week's podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church. So glad that you're tuning in. We know that this is being released on Christmas Eve, and so maybe you're uh, getting your last-minute preparations and you're just listening to this while you're working around the house or baking or something. Whatever your holiday plans are, we certainly pray that um, you're really ready to celebrate the birth of our Savior. And we're so glad that you would listen to the podcast while you're making those preparations. And, of course... By we, as always, I'm referring first and foremost to my friend, my colleague, the woman with the good shoes, Pastor Stephanie. How are you on this glorious, warm yes. Christmas Eve? Oh, I know. Can you believe how warm it is? And if you were listening a couple of weeks ago, you you remember that Jeff uh, made the comment about how thankful he was for the, the warm weather. And so now I am finding gratitude in my heart for the warm weather, even though it doesn't feel as Christmassy as I would like it to. You but got I am grateful. to experience the snow last Sunday. Yes, I, yes, I did. <laughs> And for those of you that don't know what Pastor DA is talking about, uh, Jeff, also speaking of Jeff, made it snow in our worship center last Sunday night. And if you want to go back and watch and you want to see what I look like as a snow woman, <laughs> you can watch it yourself if you go back and look at our sing-along. How fun was the that sing-along? That was just such awesome fun. Oh. Robert Faisal is such a gifted and talented yes. musician. I, I tend to marvel at the talent people have, especially when I don't possess it. Oh, I know. Uh, and I, I just love someone that can sit down and play the piano oh, like he does and, and make gift. it look so easy. Yes. And I know that that is years of practice and study. And yes. it, it goes beyond uh, learning how to do something. It is a gift. It is. It is so truly a gift. So, Jeff, how are you today on this Christmas Eve? I'm doing well. Doing doing good good are you ready for christmas i hope so whether or not here it is <laughs> here it is that's exactly right <laughs> that's right we, we've got a few uh, services that will keep you occupied today that's if you're not right already exactly. doing this mm-hmm. well friends uh let's get to it we have been in a series on tis the season and of course that comes from the song deck the halls tis the season to be jolly mm-hmm. and we talked about jolly meaning um to make someone or something cheerful. And there's something about this season that mm-hmm. not only makes us cheerful, but puts us in a place where we can share good cheer with other people. We talked about it is a season of hospitality, and we have certainly had opportunities to offer hospitality to folks by going to our parties and our gatherings and doing all that we do. Uh, last week we talked about tis the season of rejoicing because there is no other season. There may be days that we celebrate, there may be events we celebrate, but there's no season that causes us to celebrate like this one. And so today we we move from looking at angels announcing to shepherds, uh, to people that were singing praise to God when Jesus was born, to the people that brought the gifts, the gift of the Magi. And so today we're talking about this is a season 
for giving. And Magi, just to remind you, when we sing the song, We Three Kings, some people might think that Magi is short for a magistrate, mm-hmm. someone who has uh, got some political authority, some mm-hmm. governmental power behind him. But Magi is actually short for magicians. Mm-hmm. And some people call them sorcerers. Some translations of the Bible actually refers to them as astrologers because they were people that looked to solve and understand the mysteries of the universe by the stars and the planets and the moons. And uh, in this case, we see that they also had knowledge of the Jewish scriptures. Now, that to me is amazing because they were not Jews. Mm -hmm. These were not adherents to the uh, God of Abraham, Isaac. You know, that's not who they were, Mm -hmm. but they were familiar with the scriptures and the foretelling of a king that would be born. And one of the signs when people saw things in the heavens, when that's where they're looking for their uh, answers, is that, oh, that must be the sign that this Mm -hmm. king has been born. And so they followed the story and they followed the star and uh, they bring gifts that just kind of flow out of their heart of generosity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I I think it's just really interesting when we think about the fact that the, uh, that the Magi were not Jewish people. Again, just another part of this incredible story that God has put together that says uh, that salvation is not just for a particular group of people salvation right. is for anyone who would receive because really i mean at that at that time and all throughout jewish history it it was about the jews being the chosen people of god and uh and the fact that jesus came so that all might have life i think this addition of the magi fi- finding him and and the thing i love about magi is you know when you have your little nativity scenes right uh and and you have the sheep and the goats and the, the donkeys, shepherds yeah, and the everything camels. and then the wise men come you know it's funny because i don't know how old i was when i finally learned that the magi didn't come for like a couple of years yeah <laughs> you know it's like well mary and joseph were not still in the stable at that point but for some reason our nativity scenes say that they were but i I just think it's interesting too with the time that it took them to get there the time that it took them to travel and and i just love it that it is another reminder that god's grace is for all people to, to me that's a big part of the the story of this because matthew is the only one of the gospel writers that records mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. and matthew was a gospel specifically written so that the jews might believe jesus is messiah right uh, and yet in the jewishness of his gospel mm-hmm. he tells the story of these non-jews mm-hmm. that are coming and how they are welcomed and embraced yeah. in uh, the gifts that they're bringing mm-hmm. uh, and, and and even though the magi were not uh, adherents of the faith it does say that they were coming to worship and, and yeah. we'll talk more about that in just a little bit but yeah. but part of what I love in response to last Sunday sermon was a number of people that have said wow we never knew that uh-huh, wow we, right. we never understood that before and yeah. I found myself going and I've never preached it before right <laughs> right know? right so yeah. uh, some of you have never heard it because I've never preached it. You never <laughs> <laughs> well and it reminds me of a story and I, I apologize because I'm going to get the details probably wrong so if you google me and I'm not exactly accurate that would be why but um, there's a story about a a, a prince or some high-ranking official named Vladimir uh, who was high up in some delegation of Kiev, I remember this, and he sends this group of people out uh, to go study the religions of the world because he wanted them to come back and they were just going to figure out what religion they were going to have. Okay. And so he sends them out and they come back with a report 
And they said some of the religions we found were kind of dour and sad and sorrowful and other religions were, um, you, you know, a little more mysterious. But but we went to um, the Byzantine capital of Constantinople where the cathedral was there. Which is now instant, Istanbul, Istanbul, yes. Yeah. And so they went and they said we, we went into the cathedral and we were struck by the beauty that was there. And there was some quote that is similar to this idea that... Um, that they say we realized in that moment that God truly has come to dwell with man and wow. we cannot forget that beauty. Wow. And I just think it's interesting that here you've got people who aren't Christian again, like the Magi who are venturing out to go in search of a higher power. And when they went and in, into this beautiful cathedral and they saw the beauty that had been created for God, they experienced the presence of God. And yeah. that's really what the Magi have done too. I love when you're telling that story and you talk about how they found some of the religions to be kind of mm-hmm. mysterious and and there is a mystery to God there can yes. be no doubt about that however this did not happen shrouded in darkness. I no. mean the light has come into the yeah. world the darkness does not overcome. Mm-hmm. This was done so everybody could see yeah poor shepherds visiting mm-hmm. uh, magicians uh, you know angels singing that would have been big time yeah. but, but this this was not done in secret this right. was I, I, is it Luke, perhaps, or maybe mm-hmm. it's John? And, and the gospel said this has been plainly yes. revealed, and Paul even yes. picks up on that in the book of Romans. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, let's talk about the significance mm-hmm. of the gifts. I'm going to yeah. really digress on that. That's just that's a wonderful <laughs> it's good, story. Isn't it? Yeah, but uh, we we don't know how many wise men there were, mm-hmm. but we do know that there were three gifts, and each gift does have a significance. And the significance of gold is. It represents our substance. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're giving something of ourselves in mm-hmm. that. And so here's a question uh, for us to ponder. Let's imagine just for a moment that uh, the president of the United States invited you to a dinner at the White House. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I am fully confident. I I, I mean, I don't. I probably don't need to say this because it's so obvious, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure, Jeff, that Stephanie would go buy some new shoes. Well, oh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, probably that's not. a beautiful assumption. Yes. Yeah, I might get. I might get mine shined. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, would you feel like you needed to take the president a gift? What if it was yes. his birthday? Let's let's do that. Oh, what if it was the president's birthday? What are you going to give the president for his birthday? Wow. That's a tough question. That's a great question. I'm pretty sure I would not buy it at the discount stores that I love to shop right. in. Right. Oh, know, I, I love discount stores, <laughs> my, my family too. would even, you know, probably lock mm-hmm. me behind bars and say, we will do the shopping for you. Uh-huh, right. This is not the time <laughs> to skimp. This is not oh, the time to save money. This right. is the POTUS. This yeah. is the president of the United yeah. <laughs> States. You do not skimp oh, on that. You know, I can't even come up with any good answer for that. Uh Honestly, the first answer I thought of was I'd buy him, I would buy him a Bible. But as I'm thinking <laughs> about this, I think when when you were talking about gold and you were talking about that it is the substance and the gift that is fit for a king, the thing that's so cool about gold is it is inherently valuable. Right. Like you don't have to shape it into something to make it valuable. It just is like the yeah, whole substance in, in its of ugly, it. refined state, you would love to have a, a pound a of pound gold. A pound of gold, yeah. And it's hard to think of anything else uh, for me other than the word of the written word of God that is inherently valuable like that because anything else can kind of just be 
tossed away. Like you use it for a time and it loses its value. Some things gain value over time. Some things lose value over time. But the word of God doesn't ever lose value right. over yeah, time. I, I mean, I love that. And I don't know, though. What, what would gold you is a precious metal. I, I just ask the questions. I don't have answers. <laughs> I, I, I would we probably, see how he's working, you know, don't we? If, if it was, you know, like most of our, I guess really all of our presidents have been males. So yes. if the president was a male, probably what I would do is say, you know, uh, your potence, potency, your potency, <laughs> your whatever potence. it is. So <laughs> your potusness, I don't know what you call it. Uh, Mr. President, I guess is what Just you're supposed to say. Just don't say your potency. That your- would not be good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so w- we can't edit that out. It's too late now. <laughs> it's it's P-O-T-U-S, POTUS, President of the United States with a Y on the end. That's That's what I was thinking. So I would say there there is nothing of value that I have to offer you, right? But I can offer to allow my associate to take the first lady shoe shopping. That's oh, that's probably what I could. That's a great offer. gift. I like that. Okay, Jeff, I'm curious. What are you gonna give him? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the uh, little drummer boy reference yes. on this one. I uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hate shopping. Yeah, that's um, okay. We you know, my you. wife takes care of Christmas. I don't know what the kids have. I'm just there. Yep, hey, there you go. Glad you like See, it. And, so, and I was sure you were going to say I would get two hockey tickets and we'd go to the hockey game. That's what oh, I was you know, that's a good idea. An experiential uh, gift. DA with the save again this week. Get, 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 get some <laughs> uh, box seats at the hockey game or... I guess it's a president. You have to have a suite. Yeah, yeah. with security. Yeah. But really good food But also. it's the Washington Capitals. You know. Uh, that's what they're called? Could, yeah. That doesn't have anything to do with ice. Are they any good? Eh. <laughs> it's not my pro team, so. <laughs> but, right. But no, that'd be, a, that'd be something. Uh, I like but the experience. Yes. I'd probably offer like some talents or something, you know, work around the yeah, around the White House or. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But see, that's yeah. But he's got people but, but, there but, to do that because that's offering yeah. something of your substance at that point. And yes. Because we we work to get our money, and mm-hmm. uh, you know we we work hard to for it, and God entrusts. I mean, we believe that that when we give ourselves to God, that that includes our money, mm-hmm. and and we're just the stewards of it. But we understand the value of it. You know, it's how we pay for our house. It's how we pay for our food and our mm-hmm. clothes and uh, kids' education and their activities. It's it's what we give to the church so that we can be in ministry to those for whom mm-hmm. uh, life is difficult and hard, and they're in the midst of transition. So. Um, you know, to to give the gift of gold, it's like, what else would you give a king? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're following a star, if you're traveling to do this, and you're not even exactly sure where you're going, your only thought is follow that star. It leads us to the king. You dare not show up empty-handed, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you better bring something of value yeah. and of substance, something that is fit mm-hmm. for a king. Mm-hmm. But then we go to the next gift, and the next gift is the gift of frankincense. And that is truly something that I think signifies the reverence we have for mm-hmm. Christ. Incense is something that is used in a lot of churches for um, worship. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, perhaps people get the image of a TV show or a movie they've seen where a Catholic priest or an Orthodox right. priest is processing at the church and somebody's got a censer and they're yeah. swinging it so that the smoke fills that. We do know that. Um, when we read about the temple in the Old Testament, yes. there was that kind of thing yes. going on. Frankincense is not a gift you would offer a king. Mm-mm. Frankincense 
reverence is something that you give a God. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I, I love this idea. Have, have y'all ever like been to church with incense before? Or? Yes, I think so. At a, at a Catholic church. I don't, I don't remember where it was. What about you, Jeff? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> years no, ago, I haven't. Years uh-huh. ago. In fact, I think this was right after I had moved to St. Andrews back in 2006. I was still a Dean of Dayspring and uh, we had started that year Dayspring uh, central uh-huh. and, and it actually met the week after the other three day springs did and the theme that we had was um threshold okay. that you know we we come to the threshold or we're willing to cross in and yeah. enter into the presence of god and yeah. and knowing the setting that we had we had a big room at canyon camp where we were able to worship but mm-hmm. off to the side was another room that uh, we could utilize and we said gosh how cool would it be if that became our prayer room uh-huh. that when students in response to worship if they want to pray we go in there and we pray with them in yeah. there and, and we had it set up and one of the things that we did was we had incense oh yeah burning in there um and I remember the first night there were some mess ups in the plan for what <laughs> we were supposed to do for worship yeah um Stan Cosby, you know, oh, yes. Stan Cosby Stan. was our preacher that mm-hmm. week. And <laughs> we, uh, I had gone in the prayer room to light the incense so it would be ready. And Stan just kept going and going and going. <laughs> and finally he goes, well, we can smell that the prayer room is ready because of all <laughs> the incense that was filling that, that space. Awesome. And, and now when I think back on it, it's like, wow. And we didn't set off. The sprinkler system for you know fire <laughs> suppression at, at that point. That's so funny, and you know the thing I love too about uh, incense is when you think about um, the culture in which the incense was burned in the temple. There were other world religions that would burn incense to to their gods, like right. they would burn this sweet smelling stuff. So it's interesting to me. That, that the Jews did that in the temple. And the thing I love about it, too, is that when you think about um, aroma rising right, and kind of this smoke-filled air that's going up, it's, it's, it helps your mind to wrap around the idea that, um, you know, as the smoke is going up and it's disappearing— that even what you can't see is still present. Mm -hmm. And so you know that God is still present and that he can smell the incense. I mean, he can obviously smell it. And even though we can't see him, it's affecting him, it's affecting us. And so that kind of connection there that we're offering this thing to an unseen God that has now made himself visible through Jesus Christ, it's just that crossing of the line between the seen and the unseen. And I love that. That is is beautiful. And, you know, that's when we think about reverence, that's why one of the things scripture talks about is how the the prayers of the saints are this mm-hmm. fragrant offering yes. that, that rises up. That's the image I get when you're yes. talking about that. Of course, we're Methodists, so we just burn candles. And right. <laughs> and boy, do we burn them here at St. Andrews. And, and we love to burn candles. when we blow out the Advent wreath, there's a lot of smoke that rises up, <laughs> yes. but it is not fragrant. So <laughs> it just smells like smoke. And again, we hope the fire suppression system is not engaged <laughs> right. at that point. So gold is of our substance for king. Frankincense is mm-hmm. our reverence for God. Uh, and then we come to myrrh. And as we explained on Sunday, myrrh was a fragrant-smelling 
balm, mm-hmm. but it's different from frankincense. Myrrh was actually used in embalming mm-hmm. a corpse. Mm-hmm. And part of the idea is let's have something that smells decent to mask and cover up the stench of a yeah. decaying body. Yeah. Uh, but when we think of this gift, this one in particular strikes me as really a foreshadowing mm-hmm. of what the Gospels is going to be about. Yeah. Uh, Jesus is born as a king, but we would say he is a king that left his throne mm-hmm. to come and dwell among us common people. Yeah. And the, the incense is when when we come into this recognition of who Jesus is, our, our response has to be worship. Yeah. I mean, the shepherds walked away rejoicing, yeah. glorifying God. That's worship. The uh, magi, you know, they were warned by an angel. We mm-hmm. didn't talk about that on Sunday yeah. uh, to take another route back right. to their hometown because uh, they were worshiping this one that would be king. Yeah. Um, but myrrh, uh, you know, it, 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 when you stop and think about it, here's something that is used for embalming a corpse. Now, yeah. obviously it smells good and, and likely it had other properties and and uses but if you were well maybe it makes sense that if somebody has a baby you take them some myrrh because those you know dirty diapers stink (laughs) you know kind of cover that up but you wouldn't think of bringing a baby something to prepare a baby Mm -mm. for death Mm -mm. but that's what we get that jesus was born and lived to To die. die Mm-hmm. and rise again. And so we have this foreshadowing. It, it kind of, uh, you know, when you look further into the Gospels, the woman who came uh, to Simon the Pharisee's house, mm-hmm. and she yeah. broke that alabaster gar so that the mm-hmm. fragrance of that just filled yeah. the room, and people were like, oh, you could have sold that yeah, for a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, what a waste, what a waste. But, but yeah. that was, Jesus said, she has prepared me yeah. for my burial. Right. And yeah. they didn't really understand that. But yeah. here at his birth, he has given a gift from somebody who doesn't even believe yeah. that is preparing him yeah. for his burial. You're so right about that. And, and you know, I, I firmly believe that the Magi were following God's commands to a T. You know, fr- from the moment they left to the moment they were... Uh, going to talk to Herod to the moment they were following the star, the whole thing. But I also firmly believe they were following God's command to a T with the, with the specific gifts that they brought. Absolutely. And I can imagine when I think about the Magi, whose job it was to take the myrrh, you know, whether or not he talked to God, I don't know. But can you, can you imagine him thinking, why am I bringing myrrh? Like, why am I bringing myrrh to a baby? And there are so many times in our lives, I feel like I, I say to God, I don't know what you're doing. You know, what, mm. what were you thinking, God? Like, mm-hmm. what are you thinking? And yet for us now, knowing the totality of the story, it makes perfect sense. Oh, of course he was doing that because he was foreshadowing what Jesus was going to do. But in the moment, nobody knew that. They're right. thinking that it's this king that's going to rule and, you know, take over the Roman world and bring the Jews to triumph. But it was so much bigger and so much greater than that. And... It, I, I know there have been times in my life, even when I was coming to St. Andrews, that things lined up in such a way that I said to God, I don't know what you're doing. Because I thought we were going one direction, and he ended up going a completely different direction. But everything that led up to the other direction was actually leading me 
in the opposite direction. Right. I mean, it was a beautiful thing. God knows exactly what he's doing. But there are moments where it's okay to say to him, I don't understand what you're doing, but I'm just going to trust. But I trust in you. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, you know, in your prayer on Sunday, when you were asking the question, what do you need? Uh, yeah. it's, it's okay to tell God yeah. what you need. And, you know, I don't know how everybody else responds to that. Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine they respond a lot of ways like I do. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, God, what do I need? Which in, in that moment of worship on Sunday, my thought was, I need you. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's what I need. Yeah. There, there are things I want, but I need you. Because yeah. if you leave my life, yeah. if I'm abandoned from you, Nothing is there's going to need it. to be a lot of myrrh to cover up my <laughs> stinking, rotting corpse. Um, and, and again, I love because Matthew, he's writing this story of Gentiles coming yeah. to worship this one that is king, one that many of the Jews rejected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just, you know, I, I almost can imagine him at the coffee shop <laughs> or, you know, tax collecting, if that's, you know, what this Matthew did. Right. And and he's talking to people and he says, don't you realize what God is doing? Yeah. Don't you realize this? God has sent the Messiah, but the Messiah is greater than what our people mm-hmm. believe because we believe the Messiah is coming to restore the kingdom of Israel. Mm-hmm. God's vision is so much bigger. You yeah. think God's taking you one way. God is really taking you yeah. another way because he's trying to save the whole world. Mm-hmm. And this gold, it shows us his uh, kingly, royal mm-hmm. affinities. This uh, frankincense, it, it communicates clearly this is God wrapped in human flesh, yeah. but the myrrh, he came to die mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. And of course, the amazing thing is no uh, corruption, no disintegration of Jesus' body was yeah. going to happen. Right, right, exactly. So mm-hmm. um, it's just such a, a wonderful mm-hmm. full thing. And, and, and I hope it's helpful to people to understand these, these gifts really did have purpose. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> for whatever reason, these magi, I, had, I also love how you talked about it, that Really, what we're seeing part of in this story is all of us are invited mm-hmm. to this relationship and mm-hmm. to this place mm-hmm. of worship. Um, I, I see what we talk about with prevenient grace, mm-hmm. God calling us, mm-hmm. God wooing us. And God will do that in things that we know and understand are attracted to. They were attracted to the stars. Mm-hmm. They were attracted to scriptures of other cultures right. to try to figure things out. And through that, God calls and invites them to see the one who was born to save us yeah. all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so whenever uh, we think of Christmas and we think of the, the giving and exchanging of gifts, one of the things that we um, talk about is, oh, well, that's a tradition that started with the Magi. Um but really, when you understand this story, no, <laughs> the gift giving actually started with God. Yes. That God is the gift. Jesus is the gift wrapped in human flesh, mm-hmm. uh, welcoming all people. And by all, we certainly mm-hmm. mean people of every nation, tongue, tribe, yeah. uh, you know, gender, race, whatever categories yeah. there are. He invites all of us to come to him. Mm-hmm. And as we embrace him and understand who he is, mm-hmm. we will come bearing gifts yes oh it's so so good okay so my final question for the day is what is the thing you are most looking forward to about christmas 
You know, that's that's an interesting question. Let me pause and think mm-hmm, just a second mm-hmm. because you're you're not asking what gift am I looking right, forward to no. because I was going to say my family is probably going nuts because I really can't think of <laughs> right. anything I want. I just kind of like being yeah. surprised. Uh-huh. I think what I'm looking forward to is um, even though my oldest son is a, a young adult mm-hmm. and you know could be out living on his own, he does live with us while yeah. he's trying to finish up some school and. Last year during the pandemic, I loved just having the five of us mm-hmm. together. And yeah. I think we will have a brief moment of that this year. Awesome. And nothing beats that for me. How about yeah, you, Jeff? So true. I, you know, uh, I'm going to sound kind of redundant off of you a little bit, <laughs> but, you know, uh, first Christmas, not in retail. I'm, yeah. I'm really looking forward to actually enjoying Christmas yeah. this year. You know, so, uh, yeah, last year with COVID, total different monster, you know, Mm -hmm. total different circumstances. And and that was a a good Christmas. Um, But, yeah, I don't know, something more magical, I guess Uh you could say, this year. Everything is new for you this year. Yeah, Yeah, This whole season. The the whole year almost, yeah. So, and and, and truth be told, it's been a little rough on me. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a regiment person. Give me my structured, you know. Right. And and it's you know everything's absolutely different, but yeah, yeah um, I'm I'm looking forward to you know spending time with the family and yeah. mm-hmm. and actually relaxing and and enjoying that uh, with yeah. them this year. Love if the, the phone family. rings, it's not a pipe burst. Yeah, right, <laughs> yep. right, exactly. Which happened all the time, I'm unfortunately. Sure so how about you, Pastor Stephanie? Oh goodness, well I'm just gonna go right along with the bandwagon because that would be my answer anyway. I just love, I love getting to be with family. It's so much fun. And my parents get to be with us this year. So I'm really excited about that. That has just taken on even a whole new meaning for for all of us this year, but it's just very special, sacred time to get to be with people. So yeah, I'm just excited about that. I was thinking about the fact that uh, I couldn't probably tell you one Christmas gift I got as a child growing up. Like I don't remember the gifts, but I remember the experiences right Mm -hmm. you remember the feeling and the experiences and that's what i feel like is just such a gift so well any other closing thoughts pastor da no i just want to say wow this podcast has been a little bit longer than normal so if you've stayed with us thank you for (laughs) doing that uh i will share with you that uh next week we will not be having a podcast so uh we'll take a week off and that gives you a week off but we've got some exciting stuff looking ahead into 2022. Yes, we are really excited about a new theme for the year. And if Jeff had his drum set, I would say drum roll, please, because Jeff's a great drummer. But I'm so excited to share with you that our theme for 2022 is Create. And we're going to be kicking it off January 2nd. We're really excited about what this looks like for the whole year, how God calls us to create, how God creates anew in us when we are in need of creation, how God is a creator, how we as his children also can create. So it's going to be really fun. So I hope you'll enjoy that. Tonight, we are having our Christmas Eve services, a child-friendly service at 3 o'clock, and then our traditional candlelight and communion services at 5 and 11. All of those will be online, and you can also... So join us on site, which we would love. And then Sunday, December 26th, we will have one service with a blessing of the toys as well at 10 a.m. So we're really looking forward to spending and sharing a very special Christmas with you. And we wish you and your family a very, very Merry Christmas. 
Hey friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe it'll work for you. God bless you.